0: Hello, world. I'm Greg Patton. Stand by for news and stuff right after this. Great day to be alive. It's the day the Lord hath made. We're to rejoice and be glad in it. In today's devotion, going to talk about what more people want than anything in the world, at least in the last 50 years. So make sure you stay tuned for that. But otherwise, oh, excited about all the things coming up. share a around the corner we're going down to Tampa, Florida. We're going to Nashville, Tennessee. God is blessing in a special way. Going to be doing a special seminar coming up on The Spirit World in Fort White, Indiana. One day event on a Saturday here in April or May. Stay tuned for that one. It's just exciting to see God continues to use us in a very special way. To God be the glory. Got our book yet? Saints.com. Get a copy today. And uh, I'm going to be doing a special on Southwest Radio Church Watchman on the Wall with my former pastor, Dr. James Bachman, on suicide at the end of February here. Do not miss that program. Two days. It's going to be very exciting, my friend. God, I'll say again, just continues to bless in an incredible way. Thank you, Lord. What in the world is going on? I think we should be nervous No, maybe we should be more than that. He continues to talk to dead people. Think President Joe Biden has done it again. He claimed he spoke with the late German Chancellor Helmut Kohl, who died in 2017. He was recalling past conversations during a fundraising event on Wednesday. What is this guy doing Biden attended three campaign reception events in New York Wednesday afternoon, according to his schedule. And, uh, oh, my goodness. Joe Biden said that the late Chancellor Cole asked him what he would say if he learned 1,000 people stormed the British Parliament and attempt to deny the next prime minister from taking office. The annual meeting was not attended by Cole, as he had been dead for four years. Oh, my goodness. What well, it happened yesterday. A bill intended as a bipartisan compromise that paired strict border security measures with billions in aid to Israel and Ukraine failed in the Senate yesterday, 49 to 50. It needed 60 votes to move forward. Although Republicans had insisted on tying the foreign aid to securing the U.S. border, many rejected the election year bill, especially after President Trump opposed the whole thing. Supreme Oral Arguments could shed light on what's at stake for Congress in a case about the Colorado decision to bar Donald Trump from appearing on the state ballot. The justices last month agreed to take up the issue but did little to clarify which of the numerous legal arguments they may listen to and offer an opinion. All going to go down. This could be Trump's future in so many ways. Well, the parents of one of the three Kansas City Chiefs fans found dead in a Scientist friends' backyard say now that toxology reports suggest they took a deadly mix of drugs only to prove there's more to the story. David Harrington's parents insisted there was no closure from the reports Friday saying that their 17-year-old boy and friends Ricky Johnson and Clayton McEvie had three times the legal level of fentanyl as well as THC and cocaine in their blood system. What matters is he didn't take that to die, said his stepmom. It means more to this story. Well, no question. Well, some police agencies in hot water down in Virginia. Two law enforcement agencies missed a glaring red flag when they hired Austin Lee Edwards back in 2022, allowing him to kidnap a teenager whom he catfished killing three of her family members and burning their home to the ground behind the cloak of a police uniform. It's a $50 million federal lawsuit. In 2016, court action revoked Edwards' gun rights after a psychotic episode when he cut himself and threatened to kill his dad. The court order was missed during a background check by the Virginia State Police and the Washington County Sheriff's Office, which allegedly... Never called for his references, including the trouble with his dad, and he was cleared to be hired as a police officer. So, if all those agencies had performed a proper background check, Edwards would never have been hired, according to the lawsuit. Just an incredible story and proof that man still makes mistakes and we do dumb things. So, the last couple of days, we've been talking about Tucker Carlson. Is he going to be arrested? Such is the state of censorship around the globe today that elites who are in power in so many multiple ways were just enraged by the fact that Tucker Carlson has interviewed Russian President Vladimir Putin. They attacked Carlson, suggesting he be censored, that he be banned from travel, and so much more. It seems that the old journalism trope about interviewing those whose decisions and actions are effective, even killing people, both so the world knows them a little better, is all gone. But even as officials in various countries were suggesting travel bans and much more against Tucker Carlson, Elon Musk was throwing their ideology back in their face. Arrest? Those who are calling for his arrest for crying out loud. What's going on in America? He charged that on his platform. The Daily News Foundation, where Carlson, is co-founder, explained that there were officials in the European Union who were threatening Carlson with sanctions. Carlson traveled to Moscow and met with Putin for a yet-to-be-released interview about the ongoing Russia-Ukraine war and its global perception. Now, what do you think? Well, the gay governor of Massachusetts, Maura Healey, has nominated her former queer partner with whom she, well, shared a home there for several years. She has nominated her to the Supreme Court. If approved, Massachusetts Appeals Court Associate Justice Gabriel Woolian will serve as an associate justice to the Supreme Judicial Court. She would fill a seat left vacant by Justice David Lowy. Hmm, there's no one more qualified or more well prepared, said the governor. Uh-huh. Okay, hand me my gun and let me get on my high horse here. Caitlin Clark, she's a basketball player from Iowa. A college senior, 66 points away from becoming the leading scorer ever in the NCAA Women's Basketball History Program. Clark averages 32.4 points per game. going to break the record if she didn't get hurt. Her skills and achievements helped elevate women's college basketball into a more National light. Recently, she played 18,000 people came out to see a just so-so game. They want to see this woman. And you'd think her success would be met with overwhelming positivity from supporters of women's hoops, but it hasn't happened. Last week, former WNBA player Cheryl Swoop sought to undermine Clark and her success in a series of lies. Oh, it was just terrible. Lies from beginning to end, trying to degrade this woman. Soap's commentary seemed personal, reeking of resentment and racial resentment. In reality, it's a black-white issue. Caitlin Clark is a white woman dominating a sports primarily dominated by blacks. She's months away from entering the WNBA where 70% of the players are black. Clark is about to and is already starting to receive the same backlash of so many in professional sports. She's going to face a level of racism from black players, and she's going to face a level of hostility from lesbian players, so many of them in the professional sports. And the reason being, she's not on the LGBT queer team. She's a Catholic. She's got a boyfriend. She means she's going to walk into an extremely hostile environment. I guess that's what we're saying. The endorsement deals are going to be with Caitlin Clark. All the appearances with the team are going to be about Caitlin Clark. The locker room politics and the decisions she's going to face over time is going to be really something to look at. Clark is going to be painted as the great white hope, the savior of the WNBA. And there are so many on the left that just hate that thought. Good grief, Charlie Brown. Is this gun loaded? What else is happening? Business news of sending stuff to America or an Olympic sport. Mexico would be biting the gold medal before thanking geopolitics and market forces. The country, Mexico, surpassed China as the top exporter to the United States for the first time in 20 years. How about that? Do you use them? We use them all the time traveling around the country. Uber. They reported their first annual profit since going public in 2019. Tesla did what? Sold only one car in South Korea in January. You drink Coke. They released their first permanent new flavor in the last three years yesterday. Spiced, which mostly tastes like raspberry, they say. And finally, who said that? Sneaking into a country doesn't make you an immigrant any more than breaking into a house makes you a part of the family. All this one is good. Nobody talks about forgiving trade school debt because they learned a useful skill and they can pay their own way. Well, the word's out. Taylor Swift is endorsing Joe Biden. Now, this makes really total sense, since 90% of her songs are about choosing the wrong guy. Where's my Bible? Life 101, right after this. Well, I feel like I've been on an extended vacation, and that's going to end as we get ready to head down to Tampa, Florida. Actually, uh, Hudson, Florida, outside Tampa. Hicks Road Baptist Church. Going to be a great time with Southwest Radio Church Prophecy Live. If you're in that area, come out and see us coming up February the 16th and 17th. uh, Friday and Saturday will be a great time. And then we're off to the uh, Nystrad religious broadcasters meeting in Nashville, Tennessee with Southwest. I'm really looking forward to that one. Never been there before. Going to do some interviews. Really excited about the possibility. And I've just been so blessed to be with some great men, pastors in the Tennessee, Virginia area. Our last trip was down to Sinking Creek Baptist Church in Chuck Bab. What a great guy. Never met him before. Super, Superman. And one of my all-time favorites because he has said some of the kindest things any man could ever say, talking about Brother Jennings at the First Free Will Baptist Church, Nathan has been just such a blessing. And and Grady Holder leads music, another guy. And I'm anxious to meet Pastor Tim Tapp there at uh, Lily Valley Baptist Church in Elizabethton. That's all coming up on the 25th of February. God is blessing. I don't know how I could be any more excited. Dr. Ken Copley and I are doing something special. We're going to be starting a series of meetings in Fort Wayne, Indiana, a one-day seminar for pastors, Christian workers, anyone who wants to know more about the spirit world from two guys that have been at it for 80 years combined. Yep, going to share thoughts from our books and other things, have a syllabus for you. It's going to be a great one-day event. Keep an ear and eye open for that one coming up April, May. We haven't decided the exact date yet. Our prayer for both of us, being seniors, God, keep us going, keep us strong, keep us sharing the truth. Thank you for listening to Hello World, as always. Don't want to forget you. I, you know I love you. Curious today, what do you want more than anything in life, really? I mean, if you could have a choice, you only get one, and I'll play the part of the magic genie today. How about $10,000? Would that help you out? Maybe a million. That would be your choice. How about if you had perfect health today? Not one thing wrong with you. Hey, what do you think in the last half century of all the surveys taken along this line as to what you would really want in life? What do you think comes out number one consistently? It may surprise you. It's in the Bible, People, more than anything in the world, want to be happy. Psalm one, these six verses are the first things I taught each one of my children to memorize. Psalm one, happy. Happy is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sit in the seat of the scornful. A great six verses for you and I to memorize, and basically it says this. Stay away from the world and the things of the world and stick close to God. That's how you have true happiness. Let's look at uh, Joe and Jane Average in America today. They enjoyed what most people would call a good start in life. Uh, They each had received excellent educations. After that, they were married, got jobs with promising futures, it wasn't long until children were born and Jane was able to stay home with the kids full-time. Sounds like a happy story to me. If they had any complaint, it was that Joe's job was very demanding at times. Overall, though, they didn't seem to mind, and it, they were able to squeeze in enough family activities to keep one step ahead of the stress in today's world. As Joe's position in the company advanced, their lifestyle kept pace with, well, a growing income. The money is coming in. Joe and Jane Average had each accepted Christ as their Savior as kids, and their commitment to him had grown through the years. As parents, they did what they could to make sure their children enjoyed the same spiritual opportunities that they had. Worship services, church activities were a priority, at least most of the time, and sometimes Joe taught a Sunday school class. Anyone who saw them would have said, hey, they were doing well in every area of life, And the average family would say, well, I agree with that. However, what happened next would change their lives forever. At least that's the expectation for a story like this one today. But nothing spectacular or calamitous happened to the average people. God did not allow them to go through an extreme time of sufferings, though they had their share of frustrations and disappointments in life. Welcome to the world today. Thou shalt not whine. If Joe and Jane were completely honest, they would each confess a secret boredom to their lives. They weren't ungrateful, but even as believers, they found themselves quietly asking the old Peggy Lee song. Is that all there is? You know, life sometimes seems mediocre, unfulfilling. It's just plain average. That is the life of everyone listening to Hello World Today. Where was the bubbling joy and the soaring ecstasy that we're supposed to have in their relationship with Jesus Christ? They weren't consumed with materialism or irresponsible. They weren't shallow people like so many around them. But somehow the deeper feeling of satisfaction in the Lord just seemed to elude this couple. Does this story sound familiar today? Plus or minus maybe a detail or two here or there? Do you have a solid heartache or longing for something more? What does happiness mean to you? Is God interested in your emotional well-being, do you think? The answer is yes. He does. But the road to the kind of fulfillment the Lord wants you to have is contrary to the ordinary way of life. It is not average at all. What I'm talking about is common sense understanding today. Happiness doesn't just happen to you. It isn't the result of some temporary emotion or something great that happens to you and yours or momentarily pleasing circumstances. There it is. Here's a major principle for all of us today. Have you ever felt that you were just spinning your wheels in your Christian walk, that you were merely existing? Maybe you're not contributing anything positive to the kingdom of God. You're just kind of there, even in church on Sunday morning. Or do you, in contrast have a clear purpose and goals. I mean, things that get you up in the morning and inspires you to do your very best for God all day long. Now we're getting somewhere. Everyone needs a clear idea of where he or she is headed in life, I don't care how old you are. And it may seem that there is no real cost to being aimless in this old world, but lack of purpose, no goals, actually drains your energy and your life. And since that may sound like an exaggeration, Let's look at an example. Back to 1944, Dr. Victor Frankel was imprisoned in a Nazi concentration camp. While observing hundreds of fellow prisoners during those terrible, terrible years, he made a startling discovery. People could live through even the most deplorable of conditions as long as they had a clear purpose to hold on to in life. Isn't that something? Like it or not, How clearly we picture our future, both spiritually and physically, is going to direct our quality of life, and often its length of life as well. That's why the mission and pursuit of your life is such a critical issue, my friend. Scripture makes it clear that for the believer to pursue happiness is to pursue Jesus Christ. There's no equation, not another one, not at all. Where the question comes in for most of us is what that means in our daily living today. Obviously, just getting by spiritually isn't enough. A spiritually mediocre mindset going to leave you flat and lifeless and bored without the passion for him that Christ wants to build into your experience today. You can read 1 Timothy chapter 6 today, focusing basically on uh, verses 6 through 10. The Apostle Paul explains what does not constitute a worthy life goal. What does not but godliness actually is a means of great gain when accompanied by contentment. But those who want to get rich fall into temptation at a snare, and many foolish and harmful desires come your way, and that plunges men and women into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is a root of all sorts of evil, and some longing for it have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. You've certainly heard these verses before, haven't you? and they are hearty warnings about chasing the wrong things in life. There is no doubting the endless pain caused by wrong priorities, and many have been trapped before they knew it, and then they find out, this is happening to me. However, it's not enough to dwell on error and seek to avoid it. Asking God to help you to go down a certain path is just part of the request. God created you with the need to achieve, to work, to aspire, To dream and strive toward God given goals, again, regardless of your age. His purpose is to replace your former drives with a Christ centered vitality. Here in 1 Timothy 6, it doesn't end with a no, it finishes with a resounding yes of your mission to Almighty God. But flee from these things, you men of God, and pursue righteousness and godliness and faith and love and perseverance and gentleness. Fight the good fight of faith today. Take hold of of the eternal life to which you were called, and you made the good confession in the presence of so many witnesses. Those are verses 11 and 12 out of 1 Timothy 6. Hey, God just doesn't want you to sit around passively. No, he doesn't. For that leads to feelings of discontentment, worthlessness, your burnout, purposelessness, unfulfillment discouragement, depression. The devil and his demons use that in your life any time they can. God created you to experience the satisfaction of a deep and joyful and exciting relationship with Him through Christ today. He's given you the Holy Spirit to guide you through all truth today. You got it. He gives you His wisdom and discernment. It's through His power that you're able to shift your focus away from the temporal things of today. On to the eternal things, Colossians 3, 1 through 4. So be careful, though, not to misunderstand what it means to pursue eternal things. You can never earn or achieve a relationship with God by working harder. Salvation is by faith alone, Romans 5, 1 and 2. And furthermore, the evidence of salvation is produced through the power of the Holy Spirit, thus the resulting traits of, of character They're called the fruits of the Spirit. Read about them in Galatians 5. You cannot make yourself to be more Christ-like through working at it. That growth happens naturally, and it's a reflection upon where your heart really is today. So let me close with this. What difference do you think it would make in your life if you woke up tomorrow morning and you said to yourself, I'm Christ ambassador, ready to go to work and be a part of, of his work for his kingdom today? What do you want me to do today, God? Now that is a powerful mission statement. It's the highest one I think can ever be uttered. And no earthly motivation has any weight or merit to compare to that. You don't have to settle for less than the best, never. Do you understand that the riches of your inheritance in Christ aren't just reserved for heaven? They're right here today for you. True happiness isn't a myth or a condition reserved for the so-called spiritual elite. No, it's for you and me. And finding it's not a mystery. It's a matter of adjusting in perspective. Today, ask God to implant his mission in your heart and invigorate your spirit with the wonder of his love each day. You'll see the love of God at work, and the satisfaction of this glorious task knows no equal this side of heaven. And finally, health news. I've been battling whatever's going on in Respiratory prof. Two weeks now. (laughs) I could be on the other side of it. I. Hey, the doctor called this guy. Said I got bad news. I got the worst news. Bad news is you only live 24 hours. What? That's the bad news. What? What could be worse than that? The doctor says I've been trying to call you since yesterday. (laughs) I know it's, it's the end of the program. Give it to me, will you? And say for another day, join me on Facebook, Greg, G-R-E-G, Patton, P-A-T-T-E-N, and be my friend, please. Want to hear a past program? WHCBradio.org. Follow the links or gregpatton.com. Thanks for being here. That's the way it is. Thursday, February the 8th, 2024. I am Greg Patton. God bless you. Have a great day.